0: Biggs time. Biggs. With Mully and Haw. Bigs time. The Biggs Report. With Brad Biggs. Biggs
1: time. Biggsy. His name is Brad
0: Biggs.
1: Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs>
0: Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6 7 to the score. We have Zach Zaidman in for David this morning. And what a delight to bring in the football man from the Chicago Tribune, a long-time contributor to the station and a valued friend. Brad Biggs joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline, Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Big Z, Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, you're the man brad and uh you know we got a we we played some audio earlier of um of Warren Sapp saying that down in Miami he's hearing that the bears are gonna trade justin fields and and you just kind of have to laugh because this like the conjecture we are we are heading into rumor phase like you wouldn't believe, right you got the number one uh overall pick in the draft for sale you got a quarterback that you're trying to build around, but maybe you should trade them because th- these guys didn't draft them and they've gotten rid of some other. It just seems like we're going to hear 10,000 different tales and stories before we actually find out what happens this off season.
2: Yeah. And it's, and it's just starting, right? The, the draft's forever away. Uh, if they, if they trade the number one pick, Probably the soonest that happens is the very end of March, like right. late March. More likely, it would be at some point uh, in April. I don't believe they're going to trade fields. I don't believe they'd get uh, a lot of value for fields right. Like, who would want to trade for him right now, based off of what you look at? Which is, it's a guy who can make some fantastic explosive plays, but there's been nothing uh, consistent in the passing game. Uh, It has some uh, statistics when you evaluate the passing game that look really good uh, in terms of the deep ball, but it was a tractor pull uh, for them to get to 200 yards passing uh, this season. So um, I I don't think he's going to be on the move. I do believe they're going to try to improve around him, I do believe they're going to try to uh, develop them and hope that uh, the the better Justin Fields in year three uh, is a guy that you can firmly uh, get behind as an organization then at the position.
1: Yeah, when we heard from Ryan Poles at the end of the year, Brad, he was the first guy to mention basically what we've been saying, what you just said about how uh, the passing game, has not been good enough, and he's a big reason why it hasn't been good enough. So how do you develop him? What are the the, the the tactical things they can do to help Justin Fields become the kind of passer you need to balance out what he's able to do with his legs?
2: Yeah, well, you, you need better personnel around him, right? And that's, that's patently obvious to everyone that's watching it. And then he's got to get better in the pocket. He's got to have better pocket awareness. He's got to uh, be able to read it better. Uh, the ball's got to come out quicker. Um, you know, it's it's across the board. And uh, if he can make those improvements, if he can ascend, then, then you're going to possibly have something that, that they can really – feel confident in. But right now, I think you're still in this discovery phase for the coaching staff, for the front office, uh, two groups that didn't uh, trade up to draft him, right? They inherited him, and uh, I think they're intrigued enough to to want to see where this thing can go. But, yeah, he's he's, he's got to get better. They've got to be better uh, around him. Uh, because they just—you've got to be able to throw the football to win in the National Football League, and this offense was—it uh, well, was the worst in the league at it, and 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 they—it was just terrible. So any any spin you get on oh the, the the passing game was actually better than you think? No, that passing game was deplorable.
0: Yeah, it, it was rough. Um... So now here we are, we're watching the final four teams. This is where the Bears want to get to. Is there any one of these teams that you can consider kind of a blueprint for what they're after? I mean, I I understand the idea that you want Justin Fields to become Jalen Hurts and have that kind of a jump, but I also look at the, the Pro Bowl lineup around him and I say, wow, you know, that's a lot of work to get to that point. Um, and, and listen, Hertz has been great, but is there any of these teams that you'll look at and say, that's the bears plan right there?
2: Yeah. I, I don't know that there there's one that you would look at. And I mean, you just, you just look at, they, these teams are set up to be good and be good for a while. And you would love to, um, You would love to have a situation like Philadelphia and Cincinnati does with the quarterback on the rookie contract. I mean, Joe Burrow's on the rookie contract for not much longer, right? You know, a lot of people focus on the quarterback on the rookie contract, and and it makes a ton of sense, but who are we kidding? Um, The Bears and just about every other team out there would take Patrick Mahomes in his contract right now. That would be a fabulous Problem to have to have to have your uh, roster building restricted uh, by the contract of uh, a quarterback who is at an amazing level and, and has already been on a Hall of Fame uh, trajectory. Right, sign the Bears up for that problem. So they, I think you just look at it and you you know you, you see some terrific lines. Uh, now Cincinnati's struggling there right now, but these teams uh, generally have been good uh, up front and, and they've got playmakers, you know, they've got playmakers all over the board. So I, yeah, I the, to say there's a blueprint. I have a hard time doing that, picking, identifying one of these four teams and saying, Hey, here's the, here's the path here you now the bears assistant GME and Cunningham did come from Philadelphia. And okay. I think that's one of the things that makes him attractive. Why teams have talked to him about becoming a GM people, um, view Howie Roseman uh, with the Eagles as a real uh, shrewd operator, right? I mean, he um, is, has been next level with some of his moves that have helped them build that roster back up again. Remember, they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, things were looking great. They took a dip, uh, and, and here they are again uh, at an elite level with the number one seed Uh, in the conference. So he's been able to kind of rebuild that thing quickly. Uh, How has he done it? Well, they're, they're sharp uh, with the salary cap. They are uh, extremely sharp when it comes to trades uh, and um, they've made some good draft picks uh, as well. And he's aggressive. So maybe if uh, Cunningham can impart some of that on what the bears are attempting to do now, uh, that will be a benefit that they will realize this coming season, uh, 2024, and, and so on.
1: Yeah, for the Bears to be good, forget the quarterback right now. You need the general manager to be elite in terms of the decision making. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because, yeah, you know, he, he, Brad just pointed out what Howie Roseman did. He was uh, helpful in, in getting Andy Reid successful teams in Philadelphia yeah. then had to take a back seat when Chip Kelly came in that failed they brought him back he built a Super Bowl winner with Nick Foles as the quarterback they had Carson Wentz when Carson Wentz was good but they they had enough depth there to be able to win a championship and then you know they have to rebuild and look at where he has him right now and one of the things that I think has been so impressive about Roseman is when he makes a mistake right when he makes a mistake at the receiver position for example he goes out and and has enough capital to make moves to fix. They don't they don't dwell on the mistake. They don't compound a mistake by keeping a guy just to make themselves look good. They get rid of that guy. in Rieger, I think he's in, in Minnesota now, right? And they bring in AJ Brown. That's that's how you build a good team. Admitting you were wrong in something, fixing the mistake immediately, but ultimately, it's. It's building a great line. It's it's building outside threats so that you can take advantage of what Jalen Hurts does well. There's the running threat. You know, teams have to play man because they're afraid, and then you give him weapons where you create these one-on-one matchups that you can't miss. How far away are the Bears from getting to that point?
2: Well, they're a oh, ways off, and you made a great point about admitting mistakes and moving on. I mean, how, how many times over the last 10, 15 years only, have we seen the Bears with, um, you know, a player that you're looking at and you're saying, yeah, I don't know about this guy. It doesn't look like it's working out. And they continue to, you know, preach patience and development. And then you get to the, you know, end of the track and the guy hasn't panned out and they move on. So that uh, that's something that takes uh, some fortitude and guts to say, hey, we made this move, we didn't get it right, and we're going to do everything we can uh, to, to fix it now. And the, the Eagles certainly did that when they uh, made the blunder of choosing Jalen Rager uh, instead of Justin Jefferson, a mistake that will resonate in the NFC North for years to come with the Bears having to face Justin Jefferson twice a year. He's a player that uh, should get paid a whole boatload of money uh, this off season, so hopefully we get some entertaining uh, games on Sunday. You know, close games that uh, are enjoyable to watch because we're we're certainly near. Uh, we've got three games left, right? Two Sunday and and then the Super Bowl.
0: Um, okay, Brad. So I, I I find it fascinating that you talked about the connection with uh, with the Eagles because I think that's the team we look at. Obviously. You know this guy was hired Ryan Poles from Kansas City, and he has said on a couple of occasions, uh, "Remember where I where I came from." Now, if you do that, then you have to remember that Patrick Mahomes is like the ultimate unicorn, right? I mean, a guy. How do you find a player like that? How do how do you uh, how do you somehow uh, manufacture something out of that? Andy Reid. I mean, it's just a. It is a really you know Zach mentioned earlier that the cheetah left in the offseason and here they are and they don't have him i i would argue they've been maybe better because they're not using him as much you know what i mean they they have spread things out they are opening up the field more um i don't know how healthy mahomes is but it's fascinating to think about what is the blueprint in uh in kansas city and how do you how do you somehow uh Repeat that when you don't have uh, the unicorn.
2: Yeah. well, The unicorn, you've got got to find the unicorn, right? You've (laughs) got to get that position. You've got to get that position right. And uh, you've got to find the unicorn instead of the boogeyman because the Bears have been fighting the boogeyman for way too long at the quarterback position. Uh, The home season, I I really like your point there, without Tyreek Hill in that offense – like I think it made it even even a month ago, even before Jalen Hurts was injured, right, with the Travis Gibson hit in the game at Soldier Field, I looked at Mahomes as like this is the guy that's gotta be the most valuable player in the league. Like and I and I didn't think it was particularly close. And I know Hurts has been Jalen Hurts has been fantastic this season. And a huge component to the success of the Eagles getting the number one seed in the conference. But you look at what Hertz has around him, and you look at how this Kansas City offense hasn't missed a beat since trading away Tyreek Hill. And I think that was a legitimate concern. How would Kansas City look on offense? Would they have to become uh, more reliant on the running game? No. Um, who would he throw to? Well, he's got, you know, Marquez Valdez, Scantling out there. He's got Justin Watson, Juju Smith-Schuster. They made a move for Kadarius Toney, uh, Nicole Hardman, Sky Moore. I mean, all of them will have to buy a ticket to get into the pro bowl games if they would like, uh, because they're not, they're not going to be given a Jersey. So, He has been fantastic this season, and and I fully expect him to win uh, another uh, MVP award.
1: So when Paul said he would have to be blown away, what does that mean when it comes to, to Justin Fields? For Fields not to be the guy next year, he would have to be blown away. Can you define that?
2: I think you would have to identify one of those, one of these three, four quarterbacks, if you include Richardson from Florida, who I think he's intriguing, but far too raw to, to be in any kind of discussion for uh, a pick in that area. You, you just have to, you, you you just have to be blown away. You have to, you have to instinctually feel like this is a guy who in my heart of hearts, I believe is going to, is going to flourish. And you know, I, I don't. They're going to have to. They're going to have to scout all these guys. They're going to have to look at them closely. They're going to have to do a ton of homework on a Will Levis. They're going to have to do a ton of homework on a Bryce Young. They're going to have to feel like they know those players, including C.J. Stroud, inside and out. Right? Because if they trade that pick, and uh, the guy, assuming it's a quarterback, that is taken with that selection uh, becomes one of these unicorns and fields doesn't pan out for the bears. How, how's that going to look for Ryan poles? Like the, 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 the majority of the pro Justin Fields crowd right now, I think would, um, would rewrite history for you five years from now. If that guy that goes with that pick uh, is, uh, you know, winning 11, 12, 13 regular season games a year, and making his team a, a, a favorite uh, in the postseason, so we'll have to see. I don't know. I don't think that that guy's there. I tend to believe polls uh, when he when he says uh, that that they're going to uh, they're going to work to build it around Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, I do too. Uh, and you know, Brad, when when he when Zach asked that question, I thought to myself, like, you know, it would be if you became convinced that Will Levis or someone like that, it, it would have to be somebody that goes crazy in kind of the workouts in the, yeah, you know, I just don't see it. I, I don't think it's on tape. And I think that, you know, Bryce Young, people talk about him. I don't think that that his height matters. I, I mean, we've seen quarterbacks that, you know, you don't throw at the ear hole, you throw the ball higher like, uh, like Drew Brees did. But but he needs to be bigger. If he if he checks in over 200 pounds, I think then you take a close look at him. But he hasn't been near there. And I think that's scary if you're evaluating him in terms of, you know, maybe the most underrated thing you need as a quarterback is toughness. You got to be able to take a hit. You got to have the size to be able to survive in the NFL.
2: Yeah, the, the Bryce Young thing's going to be fascinating when he gets to the combine. And I, I was joking with someone a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, is there any way this guy can like wear some extremely heavy underwear, right? Some stuff that you know, can he, can he put some weights in his pants, you know. Uh, but I'm sure there's, I'm, I'm
0: sure there's some... Oh, my God, that's
2: to, awesome. You know, like figure out a way to retain more water. I, I don't know when he tips <laughs> the scales because everyone's going to be taking a look at that. I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, like, Awesome.
0: And uh, I just yeah, love the, the image of, get, of the guy, like, it, reaching into his underwear and pulling things out. You know, he's got, he's got yeah. like, a five-pound weight. There's a well, – oh, wait a minute. Yeah,
2: here's a, there's a small plate. Um, yeah.
0: But you you, you got to be really careful when you talk about –
2: evaluating these quarterbacks in the workouts like you know how many teams have made mistakes over the years looking at some quarterback who's who's got you know the script for a workout that um, he's drilled every one of those passes maybe the team comes in it's a private workout and they've got a script for him well whatever they're asking him to do his quarterback coach has drilled him on it he knows it's coming it's like an it's like an open book uh, exam and he's throwing on air and he might look super athletic is that one of the reasons perhaps for the explanation of the new New York Jets falling in love with the Zach Wilson right like how the hell does that happen because he looks awful uh, so you got be you got to be really careful and you've, you've boy they tell you you know most of these decisions need to be weighted most heavily on what? The, the tape uh, from the, right. from the college season.
0: All right, Bigsy, we'll let you go quickly. Did you make any picks for uh, the championship Sunday? The, no, uh, I did I didn't, it, I didn't yeah. make any picks, but I, I think, you know, my lean would be
2: uh, toward uh, Cincinnati in the uh, nightcap. Nice. And in that first game, you know, I just, I think Philly's got so much talent that I that I like the Eagles um, super impressed by what, uh, Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy have been able to accomplish together. But uh, that's a that's a tall ask for a rookie seventh-round pick to uh, to go into that environment and come out with a victory. As I said earlier, I'm hoping both the games are terrific.
0: Yeah, that's great stuff. Thank you, Brad. Always a joy. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend.
2: Take care, guys.